something that, 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 that I, not many of you probably know. It's probably a secret. I'm going to look down at you today because I'm so used to it to be up there on the back of the church that <clears throat> I, last week I was staring up there. I want to look at you today. I got something I want to share with you. I, I, I was looking online the other day and I saw different people. They were, they were saying, they were saying what, they were saying Corona. They were saying, they were pronouncing Corona in different languages. So I was like, huh, that's kind of neat. Corona, Corona, whatever it was, different, different, different ways and so I said, well, I wonder what Corona means. I mean, I know it's a beer, you know, right? But, but I was like, what, what does Corona mean? So I, I went, you can, you can do this, Webster's Dictionary, okay? Merriam-Webster Dictionary, and I looked at it. And so when I looked at it, the second definition, the second, number two, the second definition said, something suggesting a crown. Ha <laughs> ha, come on, somebody. Something suggesting a crown. So then I went down a little bit further, and it said, Borrowed from Latin corona, a garland worn on the head as a mark of honor, an emblem of majesty. Come on, somebody. Wow. So every time somebody says corona, they're saying crown. Come on, every time somebody says corona, it reminds us that he is king. Come on, isn't that amazing that, that he is so much for us that right in the middle of this, this, this epidemic, right in the middle of Easter, that, 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 that the title of this epidemic it has to do with suggesting a crown? God can make even evil point to him. God can even make something that is, is, that, that, that is designed to destroy. He can still bring something out of it. Praise God. Corona suggesting a crown, a garland worn on a head as a mark of honor, an emblem of majesty. Man, that, my friend, is good news. I'm so glad you're watching today. You're so special to me. You're such a big deal to me. You chose today to visit with us. We're going to be online again tonight. We are premiering tonight at 6 o'clock as well. So please, uh, you know, invite some people. Invite some people tonight at 6 o'clock and have them watch with you. You know, I'm going to talk to you today just for a few minutes, probably about 20, 20 to 30 minutes, and we'll be done. I, I could just have them sing that song two or three more times, and I could just be done with Easter because that song is just so powerful. Knowing that and then knowing that the word corona means suggesting a crown. We, we know that, that he, you know, that, that on Friday, you know, if you hadn't watched a good Friday service, we were out there at Green Lawn Cemetery, and it was such a beautiful, gorgeous sight. And, and it was a powerful moment that God really spoke some, some powerful things into us. And, 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 and the one thing, today is Easter, but I want, I want to bring this one thing back up from Friday. <clears throat> because you're thinking, man, I don't know if God can do this for me. I just don't know if, if my life can change. I don't know if, if I just don't know. What is so cool about Friday that, that, that God spoke to me sitting right there in the graveyard is that on the cross, we, we all say woulda, shoulda, coulda, I wish I would have. I thought, man, I forgot to tell Jimmy. I, I should have told, I should have done this right. Oh, man, if I would have only done this, you know, or man, you know what? Next time I need to try to do this, this. Jesus didn't do that on the cross. Everything that he did in those three years that he walked, well, he walked 33 years, but those three years of his ministry time, he did everything in three years that he needed to do and to teach us and to say to us, to teach us in this word for eternity. He did not, not one time did he say, you know what, I, well, I wish I'd have told Peter. I wish, you know what, I should have told Martha one more time. 
I should, well, you know what, man, if I would have only went to the well yesterday, I could have probably, no, he, nothing, no stone was left unturned. Everything he wanted to do was done. Praise God. I don't know about you, but that just, that just touched me in the deepest level. To know that everything that I'm going through, every answer I need, there's nothing that, I, that I'm going through in my life, including this pandemic, that God has not addressed in his word. There's nothing that I'm going through in my life that Jesus said, well, oh, man, Doug, I'm sorry. I wish I'd have said something about that in, in my word. I wish I would have said that in my lifetime, in those three years. Not once. But see, right before Jesus was crucified, he made a very strange statement that nobody really understood. He said, he said in John 14, 16 through 19, And I will ask the Father, and he will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who will lead you in all truth. The world cannot receive him because, he, because it isn't looking for him and doesn't recognize him. But you know him because he lives and you know and, 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 and lives with you and now and later will be in you. No, I will not abandon you as orphans. I will come to you. Soon the world will no longer see me but you will see me. Since I live, you will live also. See, so, so what in the world did he mean by that? We're, well, we're already living, you might say. We're already living. What's he mean? You will, you will live. But I'm already living, you see. What, what, what he was saying was, you're about to come, come alive. I'm going to die. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be down across, and I'm going to be in the grave, but I'm going to come alive. And I want you to know that you can come alive too. Easter is all about coming alive. Easter is all about the resurrection. Re Re Easter is all about rejoicing that there's hope. Re Easter is all about the resurrection of Jesus Christ and, and knowing that, you know what, now the, the spotless lamb has been sacrificed See, in the Old Testament, they had to sacrifice lambs and spotless lambs and stuff like that. But, but, the, the, but since they were just regular animals, their, their blood coagulated. So they'd have to sacrifice another lamb. But see, once the spotless lamb, once Jesus Christ died on that cross, his blood is forever fresh. And it will always, it can always be applied to your life. And every time it's applied to your life, it totally and completely dissipates all your sin you know that that scripture his blood gives me strength from day to day and it reaches from the highest mountain and it flows to the lowest valley and it's that blood that gives me strength now you know i'm not we don't I'm, when i say that you know if you if you're not a christian or you don't know a lot about what we're talking about we're talking about the symbolization of the power that that his that his he shed his blood we're not talking about drinking blood or we don't do nothing that can reform blood on somebody i'm not talking about that but we're saying that because his blood poured out on Calvary and because he was a spotless lamb and he was on the altar to sacrifice, all we got to do is accept him as our Lord and Savior. And when we accept him as our Lord and Savior, we are forever forgiven. All we got to do is when, when we do mess up, we say, Lord, I'm sorry, forgive me. And you, you, you will always be in his hands. Nothing can take you out of his hands. Jesus proved who he was when it, you know whenever he, he said he, when he died when, before he left before he died he told his disciples I'm going to die I'm going to go on a cross and I'm going to raise on the third day and they, they were still confused about it he wouldn't have proved that he was God or he was even the Christ if he would have stayed in the grave 
but because he arose from the grave it proved that he was who he said he was and seeing he he walked around Jerusalem and and you know and you know you have agnostics and 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 people who don't believe in Christ and and people say well I, I just don't believe in God I don't believe in all that stuff but but they'll say well what year is it well, 2020. Well, when they're saying 2020, they're saying that, you know what, that's 2,020 years after Jesus died. So, so you may not believe in him, but you're proclaiming him. All right? So every time we say that, we're proclaiming that Jesus lives. So we need, we need, we need to say that more often. Whenever we say, our, what, what, what date is it? We need to say it's March, whatever, January, February, June, you know, August, September, September 20th, my birthday, 2000. 2020. So every time we, we say the year that we're in, we're proclaiming his, 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 who he is and that he died. And it's that many years after supposedly his death. It was, it was his death. I'm talking about the, sometimes the, the, the definite, the exact, the exact day is sometimes a question. It's the only reason I say that. But it's still about 2,020 years after his definite death. What most people don't, is don't, don't get is the second part of this scripture. And it says in 2 Corinthians 5.15, it says, He died for everyone so that those who receive his new life will no longer live for themselves. Instead, they will live for Christ, who died and was raised for them. 2 Corinthians 5, 15. See, that involves you and that involves me. See, he included us in his death, so he can include us in his life. He's saying, I died for everybody, whosoever will. There is no disclaimer there. It doesn't matter um, uh, what you've done, where you come from, what your background is. It doesn't matter what kind of sin you're involved in or have been involved in. The thing is, is whosoever will. He, he, he said, if you, I have died for you now in my life. If you accept me as your, my, your Lord and Savior, then I will forgive you, or you of your sins. See, and he, he has a far better life. So, what, Pastor, what are you talking about, a better life? Well, See, in America, we, we talk a lot about the good life. And a lot of us, maybe you and other people watching, maybe your family and friends, they, they always talked about the good life. The good life. And, and before the epidemic, you may have felt that you, let, that you had a good life. You had a good home. You had a good family. You had a good job. You had a good church. You had a good gym. You know, you had a good car. You had all these good things. And you see, and you had good money. And you see how quickly half of that can be just ripped away from you. So is it really good that if you have something and you feel like it's good and, and, and half of it's taken from you because of an epidemic? That, is that really, is, that's not really the good life, is it? See, compared to the rest of the world going, you know, going on, we're all dealing with the same thing here. And other parts of the world, they felt they had the good life. But the thing is, is there is a better life. There is a better life. See, what, what if I told you today there's something more than just the good life? That resurrection, Easter, is, is, is more about leaving the good life behind and having the better life. Having the best life. Having a great life. What, 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 what do you, you feel like maybe you're missing out on something now, don't you? Because there, there's, better than, there's better than just the good life. See, often we settle for less. Be, you know, because we don't know there's anything better. See, when, my, when, I, was a, when I was a baby, my mama fed, fed me strained spinach. And oh, it was yummy whenever I was eating it. See, because I didn't know any better. 
See, today, strained spinach tastes like turtle spit. Okay? Well, I had never tasted turtle spit, but I can just imagine that's kind of what that would taste like. Okay? See, but I, I, I thought that, I, I actually think that if you feed your child strained spinach, it may be a mild form of child abuse. I don't know. It's just, that's just a rough thing that you, that you do. I, 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 don't, I think you should, it should be banned from parents giving kids strained spinach now. Well, 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 yeah, but I loved it so much at that time. But see, then I realized there was, there was some better food than that. There were some mashed potatoes and stuff like that, you know? You know, whenever, when I, then when I got to grade school, you know, I, 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 I found out Chef, BR, Chef Boyardee SpaghettiOs, and that's good. And it's definitely a step up from, from, uh, from the spinach. You know, but then, then, I, then, you know, as I got older, I realized, man, that's some homemade spaghetti, and that's a whole lot better, right? You know, as a teenager, I, I, I used to love, I, when I was 16 years old, I worked for two years at, at McDonald's, and I used to love their, their McDonald's chicken nuggets, but then came Chick-fil-A. I'm here to tell you today, your good life is McDonald's nuggets, but the better life is Chick-fil-A nuggets. How about that? Is that, does, that does that put it in perspective for you? You know, I used to, I used to like love and, you know, Hardee's until cookout came. You know, I still love Hardy's pork chop and gravy biscuit. I do love that, but still. But, but the thing is is, is, is now we're talking about stuff. You know, I want you to know that I've tasted a lot of good foods in my life, and I, I know you can see, I can say, you're looking at me saying, yeah, Pastor Doug, I can tell you tasted a lot of good foods. You taste a lot, I'm sure. You know, but the thing is is that I will never go back to strained spinach. Why? Because there's bacon. Why? Because there's pork chops and, and there's fried chicken and, 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 and beef and steak and all these wonderful things. So why would I ever go back to, 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 to strained spinach? So why would you settle for the good life when there's a better life? Once you've tasted of that better life, you don't never want to go back. There's something better. There's something better here for you. But you, and you may say, Pastor Doug, that's good. And I'm sure we have a lot of people that are watching that, that maybe don't, that don't have, that's, 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 has strived for the good life, that, that has settled for that. And maybe don't know Jesus Christ as my Lord and Savior, as their Lord and Savior. But, you know, I'm a Christian and I, I have the better life. But you know what? We still settle for less. We, sti- we, we settle for being God's favorite art piece rather than being his masterpiece of art. We settle for, for, for doing for doing things, um, for doing most things through Christ, rather than doing all things through Christ. We settle for, for feeling better than for being healed and made whole. We settle for, for, I don't hate them anymore, for, hey, I totally have forgiven them. We settle for, I'm real happy, rather than I have the fullness of joy. We settle for, for less than than God has. I don't care how mature of a Christian you are, there's always a better life. There's always a step up until the last step up of from this earth into eternity. So if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, we need to give up the good life today for the better life. And if you're a Christian today, you need to keep climbing that better life saying, God, what else do you have for me? What else can I, what, what other rung can I get to to go more intimate with you there's more intimacy you you settle for just a a a, a front porch relationship with God rather than coming inside and eating at his table you know when you go to the front porch with somebody you got a relationship you just go hang out with them and say hey you rock on you you sit in a rock a little while catch up and then you leave but when someone invites you into their home and takes you all the way back into their into to their dining room and feeds you 
Don't settle for the front porch relationship when you can go in and be fed at the table of God. You know, I've, I, 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 I have enjoyed the better life. I, I, for 22 years, I have, have uh, ministered, and I've been in ministry for 22 years. But, and I found out there's a few, there's three, about three, well, there's more than this probably, but there's three dirty little secrets with the good life. One is people feel exhausted. Do you, before, you know, you're probably hopefully arrested now because you've been sheltered in place. But do you remember when you were working for the good life? You were worn out. You were tired all the time. You can't keep up with the pace. You're overloaded. You're frustrated. You're all the time tired. You get home late. You get up early in the morning and go back at it again. Some of y'all, if, you work, if, you're, if, you're, if you're health care, God bless you. You know, grocery store workers, God bless you. All those people, first responders, God bless you. Y'all still are exhausted. You know, you're out of energy. You're exhausted. You know, the good life will exhaust you trying to keep the good life. And then the, then, then the exhaustion leads to something else, and it leads to, 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 to the second thing, which is emptiness. You say, hey, I, you know, hey I've, I've got all this wonderful stuff, but I just don't feel complete. I just feel empty inside. It's, it's, it's a good life, you know, but, but, but I'm, I have the good life, and I have all my stuff, but I'm still unsatisfied. You know, what's the meaning of all this? Well, why, why am I still unsatisfied? You know, you may, you know, the thing is, is that, that, that if, if, if uh, Hollywood was the greatest place on earth and, and you having money and fame and fortune was great, then why are so many of them sad? Why are so many of them depressed? Why will so many of them admit to you that I have everything I have, but I'm empty? I feel like just a shell. But they have the good life. If you remember, you used to, you used to watch... Uh, a lifestyle of the rich and famous. You can see all the stuff and the toys and the trinkets and the cars they have. But on, on the side, I've seen so many videos of, of, of people in Hollywood that said, man, I, but I just, I'm just empty. I'm just without. And then that emptiness leads to the third thing, and the third thing is enslavement. You know, you, all of a sudden, you feel trapped. You're trapped by debt because you've got to keep up the good life. You've got to keep the payments on that nice car, that nice house, those nice clothes, those nice things. You've got to keep up the payments on it. You're trapped in, you're trapped in, in that debt. Then, or, or maybe you're trapped in a relationship, you know, you know and, and, and you, you, you feel trapped. You're like, what do I do? How, what, what is going on here? And you're trapped with expectations of other people. You're trapped by, by what everybody else wants you to do, trying to please everybody, trying, trying to keep the good life. You're trapped by guilt. You're trapped by, by fear. You're trapped by anger. You're trapped by bitterness. You're trapped by bitterness with someone maybe who's hurt you some way. Maybe you're trapped and you're a slave and you're enslaving to your schedule. And that, that schedule's and, and now you're just all disarray right now. So I mean, you might have had the good life, but see, at least half of that good life has been ripped away from you. So why fight with everything you have within you to get something that half of it can be taken away from you when you can go for the better life and then be promised of something that will be never taken away from you? Do you feel trapped today? I've got good news for you. There's an antidote, and it's called the better life. It's called the Christian life. It's, it's called being intimate with the Father in heaven. It's called 
exceedingly, he, that it's, it's called, called the fact that he can give you exceedingly abundantly above all you ever ask or dream. We dream of a good life, and, and we think that's the pinnacle, that I've made it, that I'm, I'm here, and, and, and now you realize, wow, I'm not there no more. Maybe I don't even have a job. Maybe I might lose my house. Maybe I might lose my car. Dear God, then, then if that's you, then you definitely need this better life because, because there's someone for you to turn to. You're enslaved to, to sin, maybe. You're enslaved to a, addiction. Trying to keep that good life up. But God says that you can come to Him and He will help you and He will be there for you. Because there's people right now that, that maybe even been watching that don't, know, that don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. And during this epidemic, they, don't, they, can't, they just can't go to God and say, God, help me. Because He's like, you know, you've you got to receive Christ for him, to, for him to be there for you like that. You may, you may say, well, hey, I, I, don't, I don't read my Bible, I don't pray. So all the things that everybody's talking about, you, you are not doing, and so therefore you don't have that peace. You don't have the peace that passes understanding because you don't understand anything. You don't have the, 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 the joy of the Lord because you don't know Jesus. But today, on Easter Sunday Resurrection, there's a better life for you. You can come out of your grave clothes. You can come out of the old person and kill the other old person in, inside you and then allow the, the new person to resurrect and be alive and know that, you know what, things may be bad for a while, but you know what, i got to hold on to the better life. i gotta, I got to hold on to something that's much greater than what's here on earth. That if everything on this earth gets taken away from me, I've got a hold of, of the hand of God. And he will never let go. And one day he will pull me up into heaven. See, you're, you're watching here online, and, and I want you to know there's three alternatives. You can have a life with meaning. The, the greatest tragedy in, in, in this earth is not dying. The greatest tragedy is walking this earth without meaning. Walking this earth without purpose. Having a good life, but not knowing why you're here. Walking, having a good life, but not having a purpose or destiny of anywhere you're really trying to go. Not knowing why God put you here on this earth. Let me be blunt with you. The good life is just not good enough. It ain't going to cut it in the long run. It's good, it makes you feel good, you got things, but in times like this, it shows you that that stuff is just not going to complete you. It shows you that that stuff is just not going to be good enough. You know, and, and, we, and we settle for, well, you know, well, I, well you know, let me go back and, and talk to you as a Christian now. That, 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 you know, well, I'm a Christian. I'm saved now. I'm going to heaven. I mean, yes. But, man, there's so much more in Christ than just being saved. That's the first step. That's the first grade. There, there, there's graduate school when it comes to Christianity as far as, as far as that. There's different steps. You go, you get saved, sanctified, you get blessed, filled with the Holy Spirit. You can, you can walk and you can talk and you can hear. You can, you can, you can minister. You can do outreach. You can, you can, you can be, be forgiven and, and forgive others. There's so much more than just salvation. There, there's, there's all kind of gifts of the Spirit. There's all kind of fruit of the Spirit. Love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, kindness, meekness, temperance, and faith. There's all these wonderful things that is so much more than just being saved. So don't settle for, once you get the better life, don't settle for just the first rung of that ladder. Keep climbing up into the lap of Daddy in heaven and just, and just keep getting closer and closer to Him. We, you know, we think that we're happy, but, but, but like I said a while ago about Hollywood, I mean, the divorce rate there is, is higher than anywhere else in the world, and they got all the money they need. They got all the things they need. It's just not, they're not happy. A nice car is a nice thing. It just doesn't do it. 
A lot of people, a lot of people confuse the full life with as a meaningful life. Let me tell you, a full life is not a fulfilled life. Let me say that again. A full life is not a fulfilled life. A full schedule is not the same. You know, we can say that I can accomplish great things in my life that, that, that have meaning, but there's always more to accomplish. We try, we, so we get, we get all this stuff, and then we start trying to find other things that can fulfill us. Sports, hobbies, travel, different relationships, different food, what have you. And, and then you'll find out that these things, they just, they just don't last. You just can't get on your boat and travel around right now. You can't go get on your yacht and just go anywhere you want to. You just can't go to, to your beach home and just lay out there on the beach like you want to because it's, they're, they're shut down. I'm telling you, there's so much more than just a life that, that, that we're looking at. There's a whole lot better life than that. We need something that will give us constant, eternal meaning in our life. Where do I get that from? It's in one place. There's only one place you can find it. There's only one, one place. You know, sometimes we'll say, where can I get that? Well, you can go to Amazon, you can go to eBay, you can go to the Walmart. Well, no, no, no. This place is only one place that you can get this better life, this life that is so much better than what you have if you, if you don't know Jesus, and that is God, the God who created you. God created all things. Matter of fact, in Colossians 3 and 4, it says, And when Christ, who is in your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in His glory. You will share in His glory because He is going to give you meaning. You were made by God. You didn't make yourself. You ever heard somebody say, well, I'm self-made? No, you're not. No, you're not. You think you are. You, you might have you self-made some stuff and self-made your own little life, but your, your, your soul was created and, and, and blown the breath of life in you through God. And we can say these things, but, but if God didn't make you, you wouldn't even be alive. He had a purpose for you. And you will understand why you were made And when you start reading this, when reading this word. He put you on earth for a reason. And we, and we, and, and we got to step up from the good life to the great life, to the better life. There's so much more than the life you're living. You're miserable right now, some of you. You're miserable. You may, and maybe you're not even, some of you are in sin and you're just broken and you got all the sin and you're like, I just need to change to this better life because, man, my life just stinks right now. So, but some of you are living a pretty good life. You, maybe you don't, you're not involved in, 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 in all these evil things and all the, all the drugs and alcohol and all the things that goes on in sex and just, just, just alcoholism and all these other things. There's, there's so much stuff going on, and you're just like, yeah, but I don't really do all that. I'm a good person. Well, see, good, good people don't get into heaven. People who have accepted Jesus Christ and their Lord and Savior are going to heaven. The sad thing for people that are just good, really good, good people, that are good moral people, is that they're doing, they're, they're, they're probably making a lot of all the good decisions. They just don't know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior. How sad is it to, to, to really live a good, happy, honorable, moral life and, and still go to hell? Just because I didn't pray that prayer and accept Christ and accept the good life and the better life. I'm sorry. 1 Peter 1, 3 through 4 says, All praise to God, the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. It is by His great mercy that we have been born again. 
Because Jesus raised Christ, Jesus Christ from the dead, now we live with great expectation and we have a priceless inheritance. An inheritance that, that is kept in heaven for you, pure and undefiled. Beyond the reach of change and decay. See, because Jesus Christ was raised from the dead, that's what Easter's all about, by the way, is his resurrection. It's not about his death. It's about his resurrection. But we have a brand new life. We can peel off our old self and step into our new self and allow God to be there for and your future can start now. There, there is a very, very important verse in the Bible and I want to point out a couple things about it that, that, that the scripture just said. The first thing we've got to know is that, that this better life is somehow connected to the resurrection. This this. Better life is connected to Easter because without him raising from the dead, it wouldn't really matter. He's coming back. Him coming back to life enables us to live a better life, to, to, to be better because of his resurrection and only because of his resurrection. The second thing is, is that a better life is not just an addition to your old life. When you get, it's just not, well, I'll just add that on. No, you don't just add that on. You forsake your past. And you forsake your old life and your, your life of sin, and you commit to the whole new life. You don't just tack on a, a, the better life. You just don't tack on salvation as a pen, like a Boy Scout or, or maybe a Sunday school pen that you have. It's nothing that you tack on. It's something that is new, and it's all separate, and it's only what you need. You know, but the problem is, is, is you ever seen stuff like Doritos or whatever, you know, and, uh, and it says new and improved? And you know what it is? It's the same old junk just with a new name or same old junk with a new package. You know, I, I know a lot about that because I've seen a lot about that because I told you all the other day I was eating on my toes. You know, my, my Fritos and my Doritos and my Cheetos and my Tacos and my Oreos, all my toes I was eating. So, so I got, I, I've seen all these new and improved stuff, you know, but I, basically it's just repackaged stuff. You know, they repackage it, they reposition um, it, they relabel it, and they, and they re, re uh retitled it and let me tell you what this better life this this life of salvation of resurrection it's not repackaged it's not retitled it's not repositioned it's something brand new it's a new life and, and if you've tried salvation before and, and 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 you feel like well i've tried that before and it didn't work well let me tell you what it, it, it worked you didn't work what, you, well, buddy, what are you saying, Pastor? I'm saying that, that, that you have to commit to this life. You can't have one foot in and one foot out and then say, well, I tried it. It's a new life. It's a new plan. It, 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 you, you get out of the old life into the new life. So many people I've talked to, well, I've tried that. And I was like, but did you, did you commit to it? No, not really. Then you, can, you can't blame God for our lack of commitment. See, but God says that I want to give you a brand new life. I want, to get, I want you to start over. I want you to begin again. I want to give you a better life, a brand new life. See, I, I don't know, probably some point in my time I've used this, this, this analogy because I just love it. I, you know, in Easter 2020, I even started to call this, this, this message by this name. But I, I play golf, you know, and I think the, the lowest I've ever done, I'm not a good golfer. I think the lowest I've ever shot was like a 92, 93. I'm normally in the hundreds, so I'm not that good. Um, I love, I, I'm a good four-man team because I, I, I make some putts once in a while, you know. 
So I, everybody wants me on their team because I make long putts. And they're like, okay, well, hey, at least he can get us some putts, you know. But what I love about golf is when I finally realize, especially how being bad as I am, you don't have to know about golf to understand this, guys. I'm going to explain it to you. There's this thing called mulligan. And when you get a mulligan, you know, you can shank it into the trees. You can hit, some, hit, hit a tree and bounce it off your partner's head and, 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 and into, you know, whatever happens. And you can, you can shank it, you can cut it, you can slice it, whatever it is. But the thing is, is, is when you have a mulligan, it says that your old shot doesn't matter anymore. You get a brand new shot, and your old shot don't even count. See, and I started to call this message the Easter mulligan. <laughs> and I was like, uh, no, no, okay, 2020. So, so the thing is, is that, 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 you know, we, it's a free shot. It don't, it, it don't take away. It adds to. And so the thing is, is that here today I'm here to tell you that God wants to give us also a spiritual mulligan to say, hey, everything that, that, that uh, your, your whole shot of your life that is shot, you know what, I'm going to give you a start over. I'm going to give you a mulligan, you know, and I'm going to give you this mulligan, and you can start all over brand spanking new. And you, you can, you can you, your, old life, your old part of your life, the old stuff does not matter anymore. You know, I, I wish I could get one of those on every hole, you know. You know, whenever you play in golf tournaments, they'll let you buy mulligans to try to make money. A mulligan for $5, and I would go, like, pay, like, 25 bucks, you know, trying to get extra mulligans. And then if you have four people, that's 20, that's 20 mulligans in the rank by 18 holes. Come on now. So, so, but the thing is, is what's so wonderful is about is that, that, that when you have this new life and you, you have that mulligan and you start totally over, and then you live in this new, better life and you sin, and you mess up because you will, because the Word of God says, for we all have all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. You, you get, you know, the Word of God says His mercies are new every day. There's mulligans every day for us. And every day, we can, all we got to do is say, God, I'm sorry. Forgive me. I tried. I tried and I messed up. I failed you. Okay, here's another mulligan. You keep, just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. Just keep going. You, you know, you don't get it in the fifth hole and say, you know what? Well, this game's shot. I guess I've used all my mulligans, so I'm just going to go back to, to, to the, the clubhouse. No. You say, you know what? God, forgive me. Give me another, give me another, another, another erase of, of that sin. Give me, and so God erases that sin, and you keep, keep right on going forward. You know, all the dumb decisions and all the bad mistakes and all the sins, faults, and failures that we had, we have that do-over. You can start over a brand-new life today. And don't just settle to start over for the good life. Start over for the better life, the, good, the great life. The life in Christ. What a deal. No more guilt. No more shame. No more guilty conscience. It's all wiped away. It's all forgiven. It's all, it sounds pretty good, don't it? That, that, you, that you just can start over. And today, man, how much, how much greater than... When did you get saved? Let me tell you, there was, a, there was an epidemic. And it was, it was, you know, it was called the coronavirus, but it actually means crown, which reminded me that he was king, right? So, so the thing is, is, you know, I got saved during that time, and my life has never been the same. And I pray today that you allow Christ to come into your life. And I pray that if you're a Christian today, that you don't settle for, 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 for just being saved. That you keep going to, to closer and closer. The Word of God says if you draw close to God, He will draw close to you. How do you get it? Well, you don't earn it. You know, all the, the good life, everything you have in the good life, you had to earn. You had to work hard. You had to do all this great stuff. And, 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 and you had to pay for it. And you had to work for it. And, 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 but the, the great life, 
the, the better life. You don't have to, to earn it. It's given to you. It's a gift. Let me tell you what. Jesus knows you. Jesus loves you. And he wants to have a relationship with you. God could care less about religion. It's not about religion. It's about relationship. And he's more interested in a relationship with you than anything. And maybe you've been, you know, you, you, maybe you grew up and, 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 and you felt like you were always judged and you were never good. Listen, listen, that's not God. That's just not God. I'm sorry. God is not involved in, in judgment and putting people down and ridiculing them and making them feel less than because they're not, they're not to a certain level yet in Christ. That's not God. God's grace is forgiving. And all he wants you to do is come to him today. And take that step and try to do the best you can. God is perfect and we're not. There's a big gap between God and us because of sin. And see, that's why he had to send Jesus Christ's Christ to the cross to raise from the dead to close that gap. Sometimes when you're praying, you may feel like God's a million miles away, but I, I'm here to tell you he's right beside you. 2,020 years ago or so, he died for you and for me. He said, I'll die for the sins of the world. I'll pay for everything that has been done wrong so, so you don't have to pay it. See, the thing is, is, is all the stuff that you had before, you had to pay for it. Having the good life cost you. Having the great life cost him. Oh, praise God. The good life cost you. The great life cost him. It's already paid in full. All you got to do is accept it. It doesn't matter how much, you, how much that you live on if you don't know what you're living for. How much you how much you how much you make? Well, I'm living on about about ten thousand dollars a month, or or I'm living on you know ten thousand dollars a year, whatever you know, the, whatever it is. That's how much you're living on. But if you're living on money, and you don't know what you're living for, then you're you're headed toward a train wreck. You'll never be happy living for yourself. You may work for yourself, but you don't have to live for yourself you weren't made to live for yourself we get so self-centered and it's all about me and mine me myself and I I'm gonna live the good life and I'm gonna do it if I got to do it alone but God's like don't you ain't got to be alone you can come to me when you start living for God you have real happiness real meaning real significance real purpose real meaning in life real value It's Easter Sunday morning, the day of resurrection. Will you allow your old life to die and your new life to come through? Especially during this time. Because if you don't have Christ in your life, you have nobody to turn to. And when you turn to someone, you've got to stay six feet away from them. But with Christ, He's in your heart. He's part of your heartbeat. He's the reason you have a heartbeat. And He is the King. The King of King 
and the Lord of Lords. If you're a Christian today, I pray that you, that you check yourself and that you realize that, you know what, there's a whole lot more to this Christian life than I have. There's more peace, there's more joy, there's more happiness. You know, there's, there's, there's more, I have all that. I have the fruit of the Spirit. But there's, there's, there's deeper levels. You know, the word I told that story the other day, uh, several weeks ago, about, about how, the, how the gentleman went out to his, his ankle and to his, 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 his knees and then to his waist, and then he got over himself. There's different levels like that in God. Go deep into God. There's something always deeper for you. But today, if you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, I just pray that you ask Him to come into your heart. I, ask him, I, ask, I pray that you ask Him to forgive you for your sins. I would love for you to, to let us know on, on Facebook or on YouTube. Leave a message. Maybe you want to send a message to our inbox. But I want to help you. If, if you just got saved today, would you let us know so maybe I can send something to you to help that you could read and talk to you and, and maybe, maybe you, you know, help you a little bit in that? There's nothing greater on this earth that will make us happy today than if you gave your life to God or you recommitted your life to God or you as a Christian said, you know what? I can do better. I'm not really giving my all to God. I have resurrection life in me but I got the door halfway cracked. Roll the door all the way back and let Christ just flood out into your life and lead and guide you and direct you. Praise God. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we just love you so much right now. Thank you, God, for sending your son to go through what he had to go through. I just can't imagine having to send my son through what Jesus went through. I, it's just not going to happen. But God, you loved us so much that you said, no, it's going to happen. I'm willing to do it because something's got to be done and I'm God and I'm going to do it. I created them and I'm going to make sure they have everything they need. So he sent the spotless lamb to the cross. And then he raised them from the dead on the third day. For you and for me. Thank you, God. Thank you for sending your son to raise from the dead. Thank you, Father, that you put resurrecting power in your son that he could raise out of that grave. And thank you, Father, that you put resurrecting power in us today so we can come out of our grave. Help us not to live on things, God, but to live for you. Help us to have meaning in our life, God. And I just pray during this pandemic that people turn to God. Have your way in our lives, God. I'm praying for you. No, 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 not everybody. No, not everybody. I'm praying for you. You watching this right here. I pray that you watching this right here turn to God. Allow Him to help you with your situations and your problems that you're going through. I pray that today that you resurrect and kill your old life and resurrect your new man and, and walk in God and just try it. What did he say with Mikey back in the day on the com commercial? Try it. You'll like it. You'll like it. Matter of fact, you'll love it. There's so much freedom and joy and grace in Jesus. Would you turn to him today? Please let us know on our Facebook Live and YouTube, whatever. Message us, text me, whatever. Praise God.
And those of you that are watching, I, will, I encourage you to, to share this and, and invite some people to, tonight to watch the, the premiere at 6 o'clock. God, though we love you so much. We're so thankful for you. Listen, you, we're going to make it. We're gonna, y'all going to be filling this room back up here real soon. We're going to make it. We're going to sing that song. Looks like we made it. <laughs> you know, but the thing is, is, is that, that it's going to be okay. And we're going to go back. Like I said, I told you a couple weeks ago, it's, it's a new normal. It's a new normal. But we're going to make it together. But you can only make it if you have Christ in your life. God bless you. Have a great day. I'll see you soon. <laughs>